Hello, my name is Peter Martin, and this is my friend Adam Manis. Hmm. You're listening to the jazzy, fab, fabulous, and fantastic reclusant hmm. podcast called You'll Hear It. This is suspicious. Why? It doesn't It doesn't seem as... It uh, does not compute. First of all, I'm not going to leave this chat GPT if you're putting on a robot voice, Peter. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to You'll Hear It, Chat GPT. <laughs> I love AI how... has taken over jazz commentary. Music and technological advice coming at you. I love how we, <laughs> like, it's it's like Hal. It's like Hal meets Louis Armstrong here. You remember Hal? <laughs> yeah, I do, from 2001, yeah. Yeah, Space yeah. Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, our, our, technolo- our technological uh, prowess is stuck in the year 2001, I think. Well, yes. <laughs> well, we've been getting into ChatGPT. You've been going all in on ChatGPT. Well, there's no all in. It's just you either you either sign up for an account and ask it a question, or you're scared to do that. So just to be there's clear, two different types of people. Neither I is was, right, and neither is wrong. I was correct, right? That's not ChatGPT. No, I was doing a joke because <laughs> I could the tell. last introduction was. It's funny because a lot of people. Okay, so if you guys didn't hear the last, that was it. The last episode, or maybe two ago. Yeah, recent episode. I did a an extended intro, cold open as we call it in the business, but it was a warm open because it was actually written. Uh, <laughs> this is the podcasting business. Sure. Right? Welcome to the pod. Uh, much love, fam. So, no, I did an extended uh, intro that was derived. It wasn't derived. It was provided by ChatGPT3, which is actually, you know, it's ChatGPT4 now. So it's even better. Oh I should have gosh. gotten a new version. But basically, I asked it for an introduction to our podcast. And it gave a pretty good, Yeah. I mean, we improvised it. So that was one advantage that we have over it. But that was just a little joke what I just did. But if you want to go back and listen to the previous episode, you can hear the whole uh, chat GPT provided I mean, intro. I feel like uh, eventually this podcast corny. is just going to be all AI provided commentary. Ooh, we should do that. We should do an episode where we do that. <laughs> no, we have it provide everything, the back and forth and the banter and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Next episode. No, we're, we'll seriously. We'll get on it. We'll get on <laughs> we'll it. Okay. Tune in for that. Uh, what are we, we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about- Because this is not going to be AI generated. This is going to be human generated. This will be definitely human generated. And this is this what we're talking about today, I don't think we'll ever be able to fully be recreated by AI. Because we're going to talk about um, inspiration, sort of some incredible inspiration from what I think is one of the most inspirational musicians of our generation. And this might be a little weird for you, Peter, because you know this person personally. You've played with them a bunch. But for mm. me- when I think about you know uh, inspiring musicians uh, like Wayne Shorter, who we just lost uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. this person comes to mind in that same level of inspiration for me. In which every time I hear them and I and I see them play, I leave inspired to play and to be freer and more engaged with you know the internal voice of music that i have mm. right some people you watch them play or you listen to them play and you leave either feeling like oh man i really got to shed because i'm not good enough to hang with this person or i really have to uh to i really want to work on that stuff or i want to be the exact opposite of that because it was whatever but this person every time i i hear them and and see them live i leave feeling inspired, enriched, ready to play. Like I want to jump in there and just do what they're doing. And that's a very rare musician. There's a, you know, the handful of people that I feel like that about. And so today we're just going to sort of uh, indulge 
in the inspiring uh, playing of the great Brian Harry Blade. Styles. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Styles is inspiring in his own way. But Brian Blade. Yeah, Brian Blade. Brian Blade. And Brian it had Blade, to be absolutely. a drummer. I don't know why we can't have some pianists up in here like this, but... No. I, you know, it's interesting hearing that was very uh, informative the way you just described Brian, and I wrote down the word inclusivity, um, which is kind of a, you know, a little bit of a catchphrase and a buzzword now. But I think that that, I've never thought about it like that, but his playing, his music, certainly the fellowship band that he's fronted for many years that we're going to listen to a little bit today, um, I think has a very, I mean, there's a lot of amazing things happening. We'll talk about the musical things, and Brian is an amazing drummer and composer. Um, but I think there's a level of inclusivity to his music on on and it's manifested on many different layers in his drumming. And I can say from playing with him a lot, especially during kind of our formative years, we're the ex I think we're the exact same age. I know we're both born in 1970. Um, and so I got a chance to play with Brian a lot from like early 20s to mid 20s, late 20s and beyond. But especially during that period, I can say that he always had that. Uh, spirit in terms of as a rhythm section playing of inclusivity that yeah. I think you know we say that all great rhythm section players have that but it's to varying degrees and by that by the inclusivity in that case I mean that he's very giving but he's also very welcoming into what he's doing and so like there's that energy kind of transference and I think what you're talking about is at another level that's maybe even more important in terms of inclusivity to the creative process and the sharing of creativity you mentioned like you being more inspired to go do music not even necessarily like him i don't think but your own thing so there's like inspiration but in order to get to that there's an inclusivity to one's playing there's not like a fence around brian's playing physically the way he looks when he plays i realized because people would always be like oh my god he looks like people would describe the joy they have in watching him play and i was always yeah. like is that the way he looks or the way he sounds I, I i don't know just because i played with him so much during that period i was just like it's just brian you know yeah it sounds he's incredible and i knew all the musical nuances and the fun things and the way that it would inspire me to be able to play in the moment but i never totally got all the different levels when you're real close to something sometimes you don't understand it so you get back and then you look at it you're like oh okay yeah but i think that that inviting in in terms of like how he plays a cymbal how he sets up an arrangement how he um, had this this band for so many years play these extended pieces with these different sections and these ebbs and flows but there was I, I I don't know I just think the inclusivity of what he does and how even to the point of like different styles that's a, you, exactly right you know he's very inclusive of like many things on the drums and then a lot of different kinds of instruments and styles it's not just like oh he can play like Max Roach and the New Orleans drummers and Elvin Jones like you can hear those influences for sure yeah. and I know the stuff he listened to uh, but his listening was always very eclectic and inclusive very informed, very nuanced. And so, you know, his technique is amazing, his musicality. So it's not surprising because he's got this open-mindedness, but also this fastidiousness about the drums and about like how a cymbal stand, uh, sounds, you know, and like how the cymbal is, is like set up on, like he's very specific, but in a way to get a sound that he wants to get that does invite people in, I think. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned open because it, he's open to sort of all possibilities and he's engaged with the sound that he's making. He's engaged with the members of the band that he's playing with, with whomever that is, and he's engaged with the audience. And he's also engaged with all of the music that he's obviously ingested. And for me, that's one of the most inspiring things. Peter, you know, like I'm the kind of musician that I like to 
sort of walk in the cracks between genres. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I have always not struggled with, but there's always been a question of like, ah, you know, I, I can play straight ahead and I, I, I get a lot of work playing straight ahead. Should I be playing more straight ahead? Should I be playing less? And he seems to just go seamlessly in and out. And there is no, there is no idea of a should or I'm, I'm in, I'm this kind of drummer. I'm that kind of drummer. He's playing guitar with Nora Jones. He's like, you know, playing with all these, you know, know, Joni Mitchell and all these pop and country artists and things like that. And then he'll play like, you know, with his band, The Fellowship, which is sort of genreless and unclassifable with Charles Lloyd. And then he'll be in Wayne Shorter's band doing that stuff. He'll play for 20 plus years, for 20 plus years. He'll play with Joshua Redman doing some sort of groove stuff. I saw him play with you and Chris Thomas a couple years ago at the Bistro here doing your trio stuff, sort of revisiting some of that stuff from your youth, a lot of straight ahead stuff. that he's just crushing on yeah and so it's like that to me is one of the most inspiring things he's so comfortable with himself he 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 weaves it seamlessly like there's no separation between him as a person him as an artist drums other instruments you know straight ahead music pop music anything like that groove anything there's no it seems like it's just seamless and it's really inspiring like that makes me want to go reach for that that kind of awareness for that kind of intensity. You know? For sure, for sure. That kind and of openness, that kind of commitment to being open and accepting of everything that's coming in and out. Yeah, and thinking back to it now, you know, Brian was always, like, even when we were young, um, you know, and I think I met him first. Well, I, I, I know I met him in 1990, so we were, like, 19, 20 years old, and uh, he always, like, that was really, like, sort of the the apex of the, Young Lions period, and we were all. Oh, actually, we played in a band the next year called the Jazz Futures Two. Hey, together um, the Jazz Futures Two. Yeah, you know about this? No. Oh, come on, man! That was a flash in the pan, baby. <laughs> was there a three? Burned out. No, that's what I say. <laughs> no, Jazz Futures One was nineteen ninety one. Who was that? That was Christian McBride. Okay. Roy Hargrove. Yeah. Benny Green. Katie. Carl Allen. Hello. Uh, Marlon Jordan. Wow. Mark Whitfield. Hey. Uh, I believe Tim Warfield. Some young lions yeah, there. Yeah, and I'm probably forgetting a couple others based. I don't know. But that, yeah, that's the ones I can remember. That was jazz. I, actually, I was asked to be in jazz. This is for another episode. Anyway, I was asked and then non-asked to oh, be yeah, in jazz. Oh, yeah, we, we got to hear that one. story eventually, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then they did the next year. It was supposed to be an annual thing, but it okay. turns out, like, the whole young lions wearing suits at jazz festivals thing fizzled out quicker than they thought. Interesting. <laughs> no, but the next year... We did Jazz Futures 2, or as we called it, Jazz Futures T-O-O 2, the afterthought. Right. Uh, this was Nicholas Payton, uh, Brian Blade, Chris Thomas, um, Ronald Westray on trombone, Herb Harris, who uh, kind of faded off the scene, amazing tenor player, and, and just kind of did some great things, but then did some other things, I guess. Uh, and I'm probably forgetting somebody else. Oh, Sorry. Maybe somebody else. Anyway. Even you overlooked Jazz Futures too. <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah, we were like, I know. I'm like, wait, was there? Was anyway. Um, so, no, that that was everybody. Nicholas, because there's three horns. So that was, you know, when Brian was very associated with this, you know, the straight ahead stuff, like all of us. Yeah. And we were kind of like young and dogmatic and like, yeah, you're we're learning, out here You're to learning swing. music. Yeah, you're yeah. living in New Orleans. Yeah, but Brian even then was like way more open than we were. I mean, he was already like talking about Joni Mitchell and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, what? No, that's like, we're above that. And yeah. he was like, man, you got to check this out. And like Stevie Wonder, like we really bonded over Stevie Wonder nice. too because I had been listening to Stevie Wonder. But Brian was one of the first people that really got me thinking about Stevie Wonder like within... 
like in just more of an inclusive way within and not as a separate thing. He never really right. had these like separations, you know. It's amazing. Yeah. And so it was just it was it was a really fun period. And then he also so like the straight ahead thing was really his, you know, kind of origins that a lot of I mean people know it, but whatever. Uh, but also he's really one of the foremost New Orleans drummers. He's not from he's from Louisiana, he's from Shreveport, Shreveport Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, but he came to New Orleans and went to school and and really is one of the great I mean, you talk about the younger, young middle ish, you know, Stanton Moore and um Shannon Powell and I mean all the different great New Orleans. I mean, Brian is right there within that, even though he kind of left New Orleans. But in terms of like coming out of that style, it doesn't get any better than well, that. Well, let's get to listening to this. Okay. Uh we have uh somehow we have a twenty minute song here that has <laughs> Two million YouTube yes. views, and I'm not sure how only Brian Blade could pull this off. But this is from uh, a live uh, performance from Brian Blade and the Fellowship Band, which is a lot of amazing musicians and some yes. friends of the show here. Uh, Chris Thomas name on him, bass, yeah, name the Chris Thomas Myron on Walden, bass, Melvin Butler, and John, John Coward on the piano. Yeah, amazing pianist John Coward. And so and this, this is from a workshop, actually. Yeah, yeah. This did. is a 20 minute long. Yeah, sorry. song with many different parts, and I think we can probably find some cool highlights here. Yeah. But this just, to me, it really highlights the kind of musician he is in a short amount of time here. And right off the bat, this is gonna this is gonna be a four hour episode if we analyze every five seconds like this. But this is the kind of nuanced, you know, really mastery that Brian had. Even I mean, this was maybe ten years ago, whatever. But he's always had, and what makes it so fun for to play with him. And this is what I was saying. Like I'm so, I always think about how fun it is to play with Brian, and I almost forget about how fun it is to listen to him. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But I, but it's just that that kind of inclusivity. Check out what he's playing with his right hand, and this is a great angle um, on the ride symbol. But then on his alternative ride, that's not really a crash, I don't think. But he's using his left hand. Um, to play along with the bass line. This is some advanced stuff. First of all, just that. <laughs> <laughs> spending two minutes on the first note, Peter. Come on, man. We well, got to watch good, it. I mean, the way he's playing that, that's a bit like, that's playing the drums like a musician, you know? And I know we, we take that for granted, but it's an important thing. Like, you're setting the tone, the details. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. playing from the saxophones as well. It's touch, it's touch. I think that's the... It's the it's the playful spirit of everything. You can keep going. It's it's just watching him. It, it, it is every moment he's playful. He's not in his head, right. or seemingly not in his head about what you know how it's being perceived at all by anybody. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's such a great combination of playfulness and very deep and centered playing at the oh, same yeah. time. You know, which is really I think exciting to people. And when it's when it's kind of emanating from the drums, like this is very much. It always has been a band, yeah. and I remember I remember Brian talking about when he was going to form this band. Like he had a vision on this, like years before they even started. I remember him talking in New Orleans. I remember right where we were on Pretania Street, and he's like, "I want to put a band together that's like 
you know, um, he, he had an idea about it really being a co-op kind of band in a way that now we we were like, of course, yeah, everybody does that. But like at that time in jazz, um, wasn't really, it was always just like, you know, the Brian Blake Quartet or the 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 whatever, the Ahmad Jamal Trio or whatever, yeah. even if it ended up being a kind of th- a co-op kind of thing. But I mean, he really had a vision for this and, pl- and the music was written that way, the arrangements, everything. Beautiful. And like his pl- Brian's playing. I mean, everybody sounds great on this. So, but we're talking about Brian, so that's 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 fine. But uh, you know, the details. Like he's he's both kind of intrusive, and and like a lot of space. At well, the no, same this time. is where dynamics helps big time. If yeah. you if you have a good sense of dynamics, you can play. Yeah, you can be playful with what's going on, and it doesn't get in the way. In fact, it can it can be inspirational and, and help to give your soloist different colors. Yep, it's a perfect example. <laughs> thing i love about this and they would often play like this and a lot of the tunes are like this like that to me in a wonderful way pulls it out of just typical jazz crap is it's, like it's was nice that a to, solo no no it's just, but it was improvised what what i love about this is it's really nice to listen to yeah <laughs> like it sounds really good so different than most of the jazz that we hear around well, here well no it is it's a it's a it's a composition it's a song with some yeah. structure that's beyond just head blowing head which is there's nothing wrong with that as a form for for uh, showing off you know the the, the spirit of the moment virtuosity and, and, and individual virtuosity virtuosity but this is that plus yeah and so there is still that to this there are elements of that where they'll use that gear but there's so many other gears to music like this that yeah. i really appreciate yeah totally yeah. i mean is i like jazz we don't care well it's got two million views it can't be <laughs> it can't be no to me like this is this is what we should be talking about, not exclusively, of course, but when somebody says, what is jazz today? Okay, or what is jazz 10 years ago? I mean, in the history of jazz, that could it's still a, be it's a great, the fellowship you band is a, The Fellowship Band is a great example of what the music can be. Yeah. Check out the solo. Underrated John Cowherd, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One of my favorites. He's another he's, one. Well, he's from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, but he spent some time in New Orleans. He's like your your favorite pianist's favorite pianist kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, he spent a lot of time.
playing on a piano that's like I know. missing ivory and obviously ancient. I, I was going to say, I was like, it's a little jacked up, trying to make it sound, but then when you see it, it's even worse. Yeah, than you're, wow. That, he's you, doing an amazing. You can, you can tell how stiff that action is just by seeing that. Oh, this is great. It's so free, so open. They've kind of just immediately, for a 20 minute tune, they've immediately gone somewhere already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not saving it. And just bam, one chord. It's like spiritual open burnout. And then they've got chord sections that pull things together with the unison and then the divergent harmony with the two melodic lines. Okay, so one thing about, like you just saw Brian, I think I realized what it is because I spent so much time like across the stage seeing this kind of a look yeah. on his face, you yeah. know? Uh, like, check him out. And those of you listening on the pod now, just, you know, Brian's smiling, he's playing. What it is, I think what people love watching him play so much, you know, your, your GP, you know about the GP, right? General public? Yeah, the general population. General population, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like, so if you're in prison, the GP is out there in the world. Um, any, anyway, <laughs> if you're in solitary Good to confinement, know. yeah. Good to know. So, like, it matches. It's not about us to the drummer smile or should they not, or the piano player, or whatever. Nobody has to do anything. But Brian, like, like the way he looks when he plays, everything, like, from his arms, like, he's got this always, I always thought his technique was so great. I don't even know anything about specific drum technique, but just general musicianship in terms of technique and, and like, even taking it to the piano in terms of the relaxed precision but Seems, strength yeah. that combination of strength and and but being non-tense that's right he's very dialed into that which is something i've always thought was really important um but the joy that he has and the way that he plays it all matches yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like so that's what the key is and i think when, when you hit that and it's not that you have to always be smiling or not. I've seen Brian not smiling or whatever, but people are always like, oh my God, he seems so joyful. That's, of course, the music, yeah. but it's the whole package when it matches and it's authentic. There's and I no think, layer of ego on top. Like he's not no. he's not putting a smile on or, or conveying joy to try to, because that's what he should be doing right. or that's what he thinks you'll like. That's just what he's so dialed into what's actually happening in the moment that that's what's coming out. And people, like human beings can't, we can't respond to anybody faking that. Right. Like we respond. You can't fake the funk. You, it's really hard to fake the funk on that. Like you, like human beings can sniff out a fake right. or someone being phony very quickly. And it doesn't mean everybody drummer has to smile as much as Brian. It's no, not no, about no, that. No. It's you just can that it matches. If it's like matching yeah. what you're feeling. And when you sit and talk to Brian and hang with him, he's exactly the same. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the thing. When you get your authenticity dialed into your music, the way that he does. Um, that's a very exciting thing, no matter what your persona, um, you know, reflects out to the world. Let's skip ahead a little bit towards the end. There's some okay. good... The piano solo? Yeah, the piano solo towards the solo end. Solo number three? A little bit, maybe a little... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. Back it up a little bit. Back up a little bit. This is such a good part. And we encourage... We'll put a link to this in the yeah. show notes. We encourage everybody to go check out. And Full disclosure, Adam said, let's watch the whole thing. And then I wanted to watch all 20 minutes. <laughs> You knew I was going to be talking over too much of it. Chris Thomas. Ah, uh, CT. Okay, we got to just say a little about, so Brian Blade with, I mean, of course he sounds great with John Patitucci, a lot of different, you know, Christian McBride. There's something with, with those with two. With Chick Corea, but, but Chris, Chris Thomas, Thomas and yeah. Brian Blade 
one of the greatest rhythm sections of all times of this music, oh, you know. Truly. And the hookup truly. is is just off the charts. I'm sure John sees this video now with two million views and he's like, why did it have to be the one on this piano? Right, I know. <laughs> but he makes it sound great. Brian uh, is so great too about like, it's very rarely like the obvious uh, accent. But sometimes he will do it. Like yeah. he'll set it up in a way where it's like not on it. Chris is great, Chris Thomas as well. So there's this great juxtaposition, almost like a syncopation with the way they resolve their yeah. phrases. You know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in of my entire musical life that I yeah. saw is was Wayne Shorter in concert at University of Missouri St. Louis here mm. at the Two Hill. And it was with a string quartet of members of the St. Louis Symphony, and it was, you know, Wayne Shorter's uh, uh, latter quartet with Patitucci and Danilo Perez and Brian Boyd. Yes. And the first, I think it was the first piece, it was like eight minutes long or 10 minutes long. And it was just a slow burn on this. And, and, burner. No, I mean, no, it was like, you know, like a <laughs> slow very vibey, yeah, you know, yeah. Wayne's writing is so ethereal yeah. and beautiful. And Brian Blade just picked, I mean, he just, he just like let it simmer doing all this like very subtle things. And then there's this one moment he like kicked his foot back. And like gave a full on Brian Blade crash, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole body crash or whatever, and just the whole audience, you could see just like faces lit up like fireworks, yeah. like some event happened. But I thought like, man, that is like such a flex to be able to just hold out for eight minutes and just pick your spot, yeah, in just the most unexpected but also satisfying time to do it. He's like a master of that. His inclusivity. Whole, that's yeah. that's an example of that inclusivity to the story yeah you know because i mean the and i think that's the thing with like the drums everybody in this type of a group or you know any kind of whatever you want to call it jazz setup or whatever the instrumentation is has the opportunity to push and pull and to prod and to poke at that storyline yeah. you know together but the drum the great drummers have that ability to really put the whole story on their back. Yep. And so when you get someone like a Brian Blade, and, and we can talk about a lot of other great drummers too, that have that kind of macro understanding. Hutch is like that. Hutch for sure. Yep. Yeah. And it's so exciting because they they know that they have that power to really affect. You know, I mean, it's like the, like, like the piano. We know that we can like change the, 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 Harmony, sound of the harmony the in a color. way so abruptly yeah and if you do it too much it's ineffective exactly yeah. and like of course a trumpet player can affect that too but they've got to work a little bit harder whatever. they can do it so, dynamically yeah yeah, yeah much yeah. like drums yeah yeah all right well so we're gonna link below to this yeah, super and fun. Uh, i'm sorry we didn't get to listen to the whole thing but we can do it afterwards and you guys can do it at your leisure but highly uh recommend checking this out it's a fantastic 20 minutes it's like the quickest 20 minutes ever it really is yeah. and and check out all of the fellowship albums ryan blade and the fellowship they're all so good yep. and and such a good listen you know for so many uh, various reasons we gotta get a fellowship record on the old uh listening sesh caleb that would be nice we do a tuesday listening sesh for open studio members here speaking of listening sesh yeah. do you know about the gentleman's agreement 
What? No, tell me more. <laughs> Segway. Sounds Segway fancy. alert. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me. Oh, you know what was funny the other day? Remember when I said, um, give me a, when chat GPT oh said to gosh. give you a jazzy riff? And I was like, I was like. Anyway, the gentleman's agreement has been extended due to inclusivity, as we're saying, to the gentleman and the ladies agreement. We've looked at the stats here. And unfortunately, this podcast is consumed by 86.7% male. Did you know that? Wow, there's that many women. I did not <laughs> I did not expect that. We're going for at least 50% ladies, if that's possible. Dudes need not apply. No, of course, dudes are welcome. Everybody. But anyway, this be, is the gentleman. Be careful here, Peter. <laughs> Gentlemen's and ladies agreement. All this means is that we will provide you with a top-rated, top-quality uh, podcast here for free but it's actually not for free you need to go right now and take action which is is this take action music i like it <laughs> i'm giving you a little something i'm giving you a little something you need to go to youtube and subscribe to the channel even if you're listening to this it doesn't matter because that's that's what a gentleman and a ladies agreement that's what gentlemen and ladies do they wear top hats they wear ties they wear fancy dresses and they subscribe to us on youtube so go search for you'll hear it we have our own bespoke youtube channel um and uh also participate in the comments there's been some lively debate about recent episodes so you can see all there that really has been yeah. some good stuff yeah. especially about the chat gpt yeah 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 so leave a comment if you like but please subscribe there because it just helps move things along you can leave us a rating review too that's the that's the extended gentlemen's and ladies agreement if you want to do that uh, but that's a little more difficult in fact don't do that it's too hard you you can't understand how to do it you're not going to be able to a little right? challenge there a little yeah. challenge there till next time you'll hear it Like that setup chord there. <laughs> <laughs>